Hi, welcome to Help with Parkinson's podcast number 28. Our guest today is Sam Yu, the new coordinator for the APDA, the American Parkinson's Disease Association. She was on the show last week with the outgoing coordinator, but this time she's on her own. Welcome, Sam Yu. Hi, Warren. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. Oh, okay. Okay, so you're uh, on your own now and you get to make your own decisions. <laughs> What's the one thing that you'd like to see as your uh, main focus for this year with the APDA? Uh, so as always, uh, Dr. Kala, who was the coordinator for almost 10 years before me, um, the one of the biggest focuses of the information and referral centers um, is to improve availability and the network of uh, support groups and also resources and physician databases. So one of my main aims is going to be to continue that specifically by uh, creating and expanding the database of support groups that we have in this region. And it's important to note that our region uh, uh, constitutes the entire state of uh, Pennsylvania. So I would like to kind of improve our database of all the support groups and the physicians, especially movement disorder specialists who are experienced in treating Parkinson's disease patients and uh, taking care of uh, the necessities for the caregivers as well. And I want to improve the database that we have right now so that it starts at just identifying the existing support groups and seeing how dispersed these support groups are and how accessible they are to all the members of the PD community in all of Pennsylvania, and then identifying those regions that are uh, that don't have access to these kind of uh, support groups and figuring out a way to establish support groups in those areas also. So that's definitely going to be my first order of business is to improve accessibility to support groups. Well, you picked a big one. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, because there's definitely a need because people feel alone with this disease. They see it's one of the few diseases where you see the doctor only once or twice a year for such a major disease. Oh, and yeah, uh, definitely. You no, know, that's that to feel kind of, you know, lonely because if it's, you realize something, which usually happens when you get out of the doctor's office, you say, you say, oh, I forgot to ask him this question. Then you realize it's going to be six months before you can ask it. So support groups are really the people on the ground that, that could help you on a day-to-day basis. Oh, I'm, glad, yes. I'm, I'm glad you see that because that's, they're, they're actually the people that get, get them through the day and the doctor's there to get them through the year. Definitely. And um, this reminds me, there's this one patient whom I met and uh, they basically said, I, for the longest time, didn't know that there were other people in this state who had Parkinson's disease. Uh, they thought they were one of the very few who had this disease, but there's thousands, there's mm-hmm. tens of thousands in this uh, state and there's thousands in this region. So you're not alone. And it, like you said, it's a very manageable disease. So you have your doctor and your team of healthcare professionals to get you through the technicalities and the science part of dealing with the, the disease and you know the therapy and the medication and managing that. But managing is beyond that, and you need that support system. And you have your caregivers, but you also need to know that there's other people on this journey with you. And it really helps to kind of hear from others how they've been coping and how they've gotten through 
um, and it really helps. I yes, noticed. definitely. Because sometimes it's just a matter of a little bit of advice. Like I, oh, yeah. like I, um, where I do my walk in my basement, mm-hmm. I like Dr. Soup says to do, and it's very effective. I have tape going across where I turn around at the wall. I put mm-hmm. layer, I put strips of tape, and that helps me with that that trick in the brain into letting me not freeze. Mm-hmm. Now there's a case where somebody didn't have somebody to talk to at a support group, they'd be freezing or they'd stop exercising. And, and all it's a matter of doing is putting some tape in the ground. Right. So, so, it gets so, very discouraging if you're alone in this. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, it's not like multiple sclerosis or polio where you need braces and big f- physical therapy, occupational therapy. You just need to get your brain around what's going on. And that, sometimes that's just a matter of getting some good advice from people, from lay people, because oh, yes. they, they, have the, they have the time to talk to you. Right, definitely. And they've been through it. So that experience is something you can't get anywhere, not even from a physician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a video my wife showed me yesterday about a guy that uh, they thought he could, he could only walk with a walker. Mm-hmm. But going down steps, he could fly like he's a young guy again. Because, and that's totally normal because steps break up the, uh, the straight line feeling of, of walking. Right. And, uh, and that's, but if some, he had no idea. He just thought it was something special about him. But that's a, that's a standard thing. And right. so, so if people know these things, you could fit your life around your shortcomings and a pretty decent life with Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it alone. Definitely, definitely. That's a that's the truest thing. Right, and people don't realize that they either hunker down or and hide because they don't want to lose their job, mm-hmm. or they uh, go to support group on the internet from people out of town that aren't really that knowledgeable with it. They just sort of give like lay opinions. Right. But if there's somebody that's close by, and they also have doctors come or people come and gives talks each month, then they'll get trust in this group. And then from then, if they have a question, they'll just have somebody to call. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're, you're available in your organization, they, you could guide them to the right place. Oh, yes, definitely. And, and that's so important, what you said about uh, versus online support groups to local support groups is that um, there is a difference between those people right around you versus a little more remote and a little more, you know, uh, distant groups that although they do have the same disease and can offer you a lot of uh, experience and information, um, having those people right around you, it's it's so much easier to connect with them. And it mm-hmm. becomes, a, they can be part of your life and kind of help you move along. And and that's what I, I'll be here also because I am for the PA region, also as someone who can not only connect you with your own local group and people around you, but I can also serve as a person who can come there and provide you with any other resources you need where you are. Right. It's very important. Yes, definitely. uh, Because at our meetings, a lot of times people, people would say, I I heard something on the internet about this thing is supposed to be good. And we'd all say to them, that's not true. It's, you know, don't listen to that because we check with doctors. You know, not not everything on the internet is true. Oh, yeah. Especially now with how much there is on the internet. It's so easy to get overwhelmed and confused and lost and, you know, 
and not everything applies to you and not everything is a common occurrence so it's mm -hmm. it's a very scary it's helpful but it can get very scary so it's good to have real people who've been really through this to kind of right. like give you reliable feedback right and I, I think a good good outside group with large amount of people is what we need in this area oh yes definitely. and and it's uh they're finally letting us do that, which is nice, mm -hmm. which is very important. And you had uh, something coming up from this organization, some type of a dance. Oh, yes. Uh, so we, um, at one of the support groups, I just uh, threw out this idea of having a fundraiser ball because APDA, um, as we spoke in the last uh, podcast, does offer a lot of grants for uh, events and for the region so we can apply for grants for resources but we are also given the freedom to um, do our own fundraisers to fundraise for resources and activities that we want to support so I was thinking like why don't we do a ball and it's well known that movement is one of the best things for Parkinson's disease and exercise is one of the best examples of that and Dance is also known to be really helpful in um, preserving fluidity of movement. And I was like, why don't we just make a event based on dance um, and make it a fundraiser just so that we can fundraise for our own uh, site's resources. And since I want to set up a permanent exercise class or some sort of uh, seminar that comes every week for patients in this area, we can do a fundraiser to support this. So uh, I just brought out the idea of having a fundraiser ball and people seem to really enjoy that idea because I feel like it's, you know, a ball is just fun. You get to dress up and everyone can be involved, patients, caregivers, friends, family, um, and the, all of us can kind of get together and just have a nice fancy night where we dress up, come over, dance, and it'll be a good way for us to raise money so that we can bring better resources to our own population, our PD population. Sounds here. good. Yeah. And don't so, forget, there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a whole other group of people out there that haven't been diagnosed yet. Oh, yes. That maybe if they knew about more support groups, and maybe in the description of the support groups, you could give what a new, new patient feels like. Maybe right. they'll see themselves at that and at least make a call saying, maybe I should go to a movement disorder specialist instead of waiting three, four years. Right. And that's a, that's another, actually, that's another thing that Dr. Sug and I were discussing is very important is to improve awareness and outreach. So all of these events that we do, including the support groups are important because we need to um, improve what I call health education and improving awareness of uh, Parkinson's disease and its symptoms and how it manifests. Because like you said, so many people aren't even aware of the fact that they may have symptoms or they may have Parkinson's disease. And they wouldn't even know to get the help if they have access to that help to get themselves diagnosed and get help for their disease. And so we want to also set up uh, health outreach camps for uh, different regions of the state rural, underserved areas, um, and even to the refugee populations, um, just so that we make this information available to every nook and cranny of our state so that people can come learn about the disease and then 
also see a health professional and they get access to this kind of knowledge and information and then provide sustainable care furthermore so that we don't just leave them at a diagnosis. We find ways that they can uh, receive affordable therapies for their condition. That sounds good. And uh, do you, you include caregiving as part of your uh, realm? Yes, definitely. So caregivers, um, I'm a caregiver myself for um, my grandparents along with my parents. Um, my grandfather has dementia and both my grandmothers have, uh, you know, varies of a variant, variant of different diseases from just diabetes to uh, congestive heart failure. So I have firsthand realized the impact of caregiver burden. And it's just as important to include the caregiver in the types of support that you provide. So they work as a team, the caregiver and patient. So you can't have PD support groups without having caregiver support also. So um, I definitely think it's important to include caregivers in the support groups as well as different support groups for caregivers also. So they can also share their experiences and tips and how to maintain self-wellness because that's very important. And all of these uh, different fundraising and outreach and outreach programs are also important to help out the, the support system around the patient, which is a caregiver. So right. I think it's just as important to treat them and take care of them because they're, they're half of the team there. Right. And the, and the issue with, that's always a problem with caregiving with Parkinson's mm -hmm. is they can't, they don't want to leave the patient alone. So they end yes. up taking them to the support group meeting for, for, for caregiving, but that kind of defeats the purpose. Right. Because they, they want, they should be there without the Parkinson's patient so they could talk freely. Right. And, and that's, I think, mm -hmm. I'm just saying that's, that's been an issue where the, it's not like you could leave them home for an hour mm -hmm. and because they're afraid they're going to fall. Mm -hmm. So you, you got, you had some advice on that? Um, I think uh, that's a good point you bring up there because yeah, they come for a caregiver meeting, but it's not, it, they're still caregiving while right. they're at that meeting. So I think that's an important uh, thing you bring up because I think we should kind of approach those meetings with a little extra support so that we have uh, we have a way for the caregivers to have their meeting and then we have some sort of activity or some other meeting for the patients so that they can be taken care of with proper reliable support of course while they're there mm -hmm. so that the caregivers can go ahead and have their meeting and have a break from their duties for a bit while you know individuals who are competent enough to take care of uh, individuals who who need assistance are there and another say even just the room beside uh, just to take care of um, the patients while right. the individuals are having a meeting right. but I think it's important to keep that in mind that's that's a that's a good thing you brought up there that mm -hmm. when we do set up meetings for the caregivers we take that into consideration and how we how we organize and how we set up this space. Right. That's good because you, you want to be effective. Right. And, and even an hour break from, from caregiving is a lot for somebody. It, oh, definitely. And I think that's something we should also take into uh, consideration and even these other, like say an exercise class that happens once a week. Um, it, it should, they should feel uh, comfortable in um, leaving their, 
their, you know, whoever their, their patient with the professionals in that exercise class and going ahead with their other, they have errands to run or if they just want to go out for a coffee or something, mm-hmm. because we can ensure that we have professionals there who can take care of these patients, like a PT session, you know, you can, you can, you can trust that that professional will be able to take care of that individual without, you know, causing any risk. So I think it's important to set up these programs, keeping that in mind also. Mm -hmm. So we're not, we're not relying on the caregivers to always provide support, even during these other programs. Good. Seems like we're hitting a lot of areas here that I've noticed over the years that people have felt that it was an obstacle in, in their happiness. Because uh, there's no reason you can't live a happy life with Parkinson's. Oh, if, yes. if, it's, if it's true Parkinson's, if it's the atypical Parkinson's, that's, that's a different story. Right. But uh, true Parkinson's, it's, uh, it's like Michael J. Fox says, it's, he's, he wouldn't give it back. Right. Because it, it opened his eyes to things and let him experience things that he would never have had. So that it's... In some ways it's not as bad as you would think in other ways it's worse than you think but oh, it's yes, uh, but it's uh overall there's they always say there's worse things that you can have than parkinson's definitely definitely at after, at the end of the day it is a it is a big lifestyle change and it's it's a big it's a big news to uh accept and then you have to live with it but it it's like you said, it's a big learning experience also, and it's not the worst thing you could have. It's very manageable, especially these days. Um, but it's so important to have a healthy mindset going through this um, and getting help so that you can preserve your, you know, your mental health while you're getting through this. Right. But there's no reason that with Parkinson's, you can't be happy. Right. And it's you not that very not, happy. not that you're saying that you could be, be working again or driving again or doing things that you couldn't before right those things are still going to be gone eventually but right but your, your your happiness and your your enjoyment of life doesn't have to go too yes definitely not it is a change in life but it's it's does not necessarily for the worse right it's good it seems like you have a good understanding about these things it's it's important because mo- most people that haven't kept up don't realize there's all the um cognitive problems with Parkinson's disease right um it's 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 such a obvious motor uh or movement disorder that um people do forget that um there's there is cognitive problems as with any uh very major disease that disease diagnosis but um there is cognitive problems associated and it's important that we address that and uh, the physicians all are aware of this and they do provide help, but um, it's also important to make sure that we have access to um, sustainable resources outside of the physician visit also to preserve mental health mm-hmm. and um, promote better mental health amongst the patients and the caregivers too, right. because they go through their own uh, set of um, mental stressors. It's right. good. So, so the reason I'm going over all this with you is just to show the audience that you understand the disease oh, and, you, yes. and you have a good understanding about caregiving and, and you, now you have the, the pulpit where you can make some difference in people's lives and you're willing to take that burden. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. so, it's, so I'm so excited about this because I've been blessed with the opportunity to work with 
Parkinson's disease patients since 2014. So it's been about five years now of as a clinical coordinator. Um, but I've, I've volunteered with them and everything even since high school. But um, I've also had the great opportunity of being a caregiver, not for Parkinson's, but for a neurodegenerative disease at home. Um, and like I, it's been one of my best experiences in life in that um, my overall outlook on what people's needs are has just changed. And I'm just thankful that I have this opportunity in APDA to be able to kind of put those two things together because I've been itching to do things for the community since I've been able to interact with them. And this is kind of like, like my outlet and my opportunity to be able to get, you know, my hands and feet in there and just start working and kind of improving what we have available mm -hmm. for our community here. Right. And it's little things that are important, not, not always oh, a big yeah. thing. Oh, definitely. And those little things I think um, is what people start noticing or missing more than the big things. Mm -hmm. um, because those are those are the things that show up every day that you wish off oh, this one thing was there could just make this a little bit better and I, like you said it makes a big difference at the end mm -hmm. it's good so yeah. so we're in agreement of a lot of things and yes <laughs> and uh we'll have to see you know we're going to hold you to these things make <laughs> please sure do make i'm sure. excited to get working on this you have anything else you'd like to talk about at all, anything you you want to let the people know in the area, how you're gonna start making these changes? Yeah, um, so I, uh, going back to the support group network, um, whoever's listening to this, if you guys uh, would like to just call in or you can email me or let Warren know about what support groups you have in your area, what resources you have in your area. And if you don't, let us know also so that I can start, you know, contacting you guys and the physicians or any healthcare professionals around your area so that I can help set one up where you are. Um, so if people want to just uh, feel free to communicate with me about any requirements or any resources that you feel you need so that I can start working to figure out how to get this over to wherever you um, so that would be really helpful. So just, you know, keep me informed on your resources. And then the other thing is for this fundraiser ball, uh, I've begun working on it. We want to get this done within the first half of this year, uh, so that we have funds from it so we can establish these support services like exercise classes or dance classes. Um, and if there are individuals who want to help in volunteering, um, I really appreciate if you guys came forward because I can hear from you what you expect and what you would like to see in this event. Um, and uh, I haven't really organized a ball before. I've done other, I've done 5Ks and I've done other fundraising events, but um, this is, it's a little bit different from what I'm used to. So any sort of help and guidance would be helpful for that. But, and also input on what you'd like to see, what would, make the event more enjoyable for you. So if you guys wanna help with volunteering for that or just even giving me a few pointers on like, oh, this is, this is the kind of ball I like or something like that, just feel free to contact me and let me know. I'm open to all sorts of suggestions nice. and advice. It's nice of you. Oh yeah. And, uh, and, and just to let everybody know, you have the full backing of Dr. Soup with the things you do. Oh yes, definitely. I was bringing up these ideas and he was like, 
he, he was all excited about it and the ideas with the refugee and the underserved camps that was all him mm-hmm. and so he's been he's always been about outreach and advocacy and improving patient education so um i was all excited to discuss these with him and he was totally on board he'll be helping us out too and he'll be at this ball he told me in his right. tux so so, every, so everything we're doing is doable yes it's definitely. it's uh so that's why it's all it's all on tape here so yes. anything anything you hear you can hold us to it yes definitely because we have uh me with the podcast and the website we could hit a lot of people very effectively yes. you've got dr Sub to give you the medical part of it yes kala which has the experience of 14 years that yes. she's still there yes. so we, we uh, and the eight eight pda which is a big organization to to help out with funding and grants so this, yes, this could be a good year i think so too we have a solid team here and um uh, i think we can really make some good changes for our pd community here and you think you could come back every once in a while and discuss the, the progress oh of course definitely um i'm i just wanted to say one i am loving these podcasts so i kind of binge listen to the podcast as much as i can because they're so informative and um i just hope you keep doing these and uh we'll make sure that you know we garner proper support to expand this podcast even more right because i think this needs to reach more ears yeah um, and it's for, very informative if people had trouble last week listening to them there we had a uh a hack on our website with WordPress. It was uh, knocked us out for about four days. So uh, everything's fine now. That's good. That's but it's uh, WordPress is such a popular system that everybody's trying to hack it just for fun. <laughs> so at least that's, that's what they told me. Uh-huh. So nothing that could have been done to prevent it, but we put some extra things in there, just some extra virus scans just to make sure. Oh, but, uh, so, but it's completely safe. That's good. Okay, so Sam, you thanks for coming. It's very informative. We're look, really looking forward to the future. Thank you so much, Warren. Me too. I'm very excited so, to get working on all of this. Yeah. Well, talk to you next time. Have all a good right, day. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Shut this